Hello and welcome. This is Pastor Terry, and I'd like to welcome you to my Bible study podcast. This daily podcast is a place where we take the teachings of Scripture seriously, but ourselves, not so much. Join us as we dive into the sacred words of the Bible. Each time we read, we pray, we change the world. Welcome to Pastor Terry's Bible Study Podcast. Hello, and welcome to today's podcast. It is Thursday, November 4th, 2021. Hope you are having a good day today. Thank you for uh, taking time to be a part of this podcast today. As we uh, we read, we pray, we change the world. And so we're going to read John chapter 14 today. Awesome passage, awesome passage. Uh, actually, the next several chapters of John are just, they're solid. It's almost like they're inspired by God, honestly. <laughs> you know, they're just in my opinion, right? And that of millions of others. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, John chapter 14 today. Great stuff. And uh, yeah, we are down to the wire here for the wedding. Um, if you guys have been tracking along with the family, um, family stuff, T minus two. Saturday, big wedding. So yeah, here it here it comes, guys. Ready or not. I think we're ready. Hey, pray for nice weather. Weather's a little iffy. Friday, we're probably gonna get a lot of rain. But Saturday, we're praying that it breaks and we have a good day. We're gonna have a good day, period. But we'd be helped to have a little backdrop of sunshine too. You know, if we're not trying to ask for too much, just you know. But hey, on a positive note, everything is indoors. So that's that's a plus. Um, but, all right, you guys, let's uh, let's jump into the Word of God today. John chapter 14. Um, we just finished um, John 13, duh. Um, but we talked about, you know, it was Jesus at the Last Supper. Jesus is continuing to teach here. Good stuff. So let's do it. Let's read. John chapter 14, verse 1. Do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God. Believe also in me. My father's house has many rooms. If that were not so, would I have told you that I'm going there to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me, that you also may be where I am. You know the way to the place where I'm going. Wow. So pretty somber sort of um, yet comforting words here by Jesus, right? He is sensing the disciples' uh, sorrow and concern as he's um, about ready to uh, go to the cross and ascend to the Father. Uh, and he tells them what? Don't let your heart be troubled. Um, you know, as Christians, we, um, we go through grief and sorrow. You know, grief is just a sign that uh, something you love has been lost. Grief is the the inverse relation of love, right? It's this indication of love. The greater the grief, the more the love. <laughs> um, so sometimes we need to embrace grief. The grief just means it mattered. It, it, it mattered to us. It was valuable. We loved it or, or her or him. Um, shoot, even a pet 
<laughs> right? Why am I grieving? Because this pet meant something to me. Um, and so Jesus says, don't let your heart be troubled. Um, you can be, you can have grief, you can become saddened. Um, but uh, one translation says, do not lose heart. And, and that's what Christians, as Christians, we don't do. We don't lose heart. Do we get discouraged? Do we, uh, do we, um, we, are we even heartbroken sometimes? Sure. But we don't lose heart. We, we always have hope. We always, um, and that's a, the greatest promise of Christianity is that we always have hope and hope that does not disappoint because it's grounded in our God, our God of love and grace and uh, compassion. So Jesus says, don't let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. So don't lose heart because why? Because of your belief in God. And at the end of the day, guys, that's what keeps us from not losing faith or losing hope is our belief in God. You think about all the, you know, think of some of the tragedies in life that we as human beings endure. Loss of life, loss of property, loss of hopes and dreams or uh, businesses or whatever. What keeps us going? I mean, if there is no God, um, in the face of great, great tragedy, people often say, well, how can you believe in a God if when this happens? And my thing is, how do you go through this kind of tragedy without believing in a God that is going to one day make it right? Because it doesn't erase the bad thing. You know, some people, when, when bad things happen, they just want to bail out on God. But look, what, what have you accomplished? You think of just uh, uh, egregious uh, vile sinfulness and and offenses. And people say, in the light of this, I can't believe in God. Okay, if you bail out on God at that point, what hope do you have that that's ever going to be brought to justice? This kind of goes back to what we read earlier in the Gospel of John when uh, Jesus, you know, Jesus taught some hard teachings back in John chapter 5 and 6. And the disciples, you know, Jesus said, are you going to turn away too? And they said, and Peter, you know, why? He said, where are we going to go, Lord? You alone hold the the the, uh, the keys to eternal life. <laughs> Faith. He says, don't let your hearts be troubled. Believe in, you believe in God, believe also in me. My Father's house has many rooms, right? In heaven, God has a room prepared for the faithful. This is the imagery of a, of a bridegroom, of a wedding, interestingly enough, of a wedding. In the antiquity, wedding was a couple of different phases. There was a betrothal, which was the formal sort of engagement, um, which you were technically married. You were pledged to each other at that time. This is like Mary and Joseph, right? She was betrothed to Joseph. Well, during this time, um, you know, they didn't live together, They were, but they were pledged to each other. The groom and his family would prepare a place for the couple, uh, a room, a place. And once that room was prepared, once that um, habitation for the new couple was prepared, the groom would go uh, or the groom's attendants would go and let and notify the guests and the bride that it was time. The, 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 it was time for the ceremony. Um and then you would have the actual wedding. Um, so the groom would quite literally go away to prepare a place for the bride. 
Uh, and so Jesus is going away to prepare a place for the bride, which is who? Us, the body of Christ. And so Jesus is saying, I am going away to prepare a place. I've, I've, I'm pledged to you. You're pledged to me by faith. Man, isn't that beautiful, right? By faith, by commitment, because, uh, you know, because we're one, because you've placed your faith, you're part of my family. I'm going away to prepare a place for you. And when it's ready, just the right time, you know, it may be at your death. It may be at the end of your life, or maybe when Jesus returns to this earth. But at some point when it's ready, I'm going to go prepare a place for you. And I'm going to take you to be with me where I am. Where is that? In that new place. Yes. And he says, you know the way to the place where I'm going. Verse 5, Thomas said to him, Lord, we don't know where you are going, so how can we know the way? Watch this. Beautiful passage, underlinable. Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you really know me, you will know my Father as well. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. Wow. Jesus said that no one gets to the Father except through me. It's like, man, isn't that narrow? Well, it's what Jesus said. Actually, it's not narrow. It's, uh, you know, I, <laughs> this narrow stuff is just kind of humorous to me. It's like your address is narrow too, you know. Whatever your address is, 123 Main Street. Isn't that kind of narrow? Can I go to 1236 Main Street? Well, you can, but you won't find me there. <laughs> That's narrow. How How dare you? That's so narrow that your address can only be at one location, one two three Main Street. Why? Why can't it? Why not? Can I go? To, why can't I go to two four six Main Street? Well, you can, but that's not where I am. Or your phone number one two three four five six seven. Why can't I just dial two three four two four six eight ten? Well, you can, but you won't get me because I'm at one two three four five six seven. How narrow! <laughs> you should try that in math class, by the way, too. Like. Two plus two equals four. You should tell your teacher, that's so narrow. Why can't it be five? <laughs> what? <laughs> you can put five, but I will mark it wrong. <laughs> that never worked for me in, in algebra. Why? Why is that the answer? I don't get, I, that's not fair. <laughs> it's just the way it is. If you want to get the right, correct answer, this is where you go to find it. There's so many things in life that are that way. It's like, no, no one says, oh, that's so narrow. But somehow with God, the idea that Jesus would say, there is a way. Anyone can go. Here's the address. You can get there. Anyone can go there. It's not like an exclusive hidden, uh, you know, invite. It's a wide open invite. Anyone who comes through me can go to the Father. But you've got to come through me. But anybody can go to the Father. If you come through me, it's open. Anyone. Whosoever will. So in that sense, no, it's not open. I mean, I'm, I'm so in that sense, it's not um, narrow. It's actually available to all, whosoever believes. But Jesus says, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes by me. Verse 8, Philip said, Lord, show us the Father. That will be enough for us. <laughs> First of all, false. <laughs> First of all, false. <laughs> it's never enough, right? Jesus, right? Just look back over the first 13 chapters of John. We've seen a guy raised from the dead. We've seen a blind man restored to sight. We've seen Jesus turn water into wine. We've seen 15,000 people fed. And, and Philip is just like, we just need one more thing. 
Just one more thing, Lord. I mean, if we saw the Father, that would be enough. False. False, it wouldn't. Nope. <laughs> Verse 9, Jesus answered, Don't you know me, Philip? Even after I've been among you such a long time, anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. How do you think I've been able to do the things I've done? How can you say, show us the Father? Don't you believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? The words I say to you, I do not speak on my own authority. Rather, it is the Father living in me who is doing this work. Believe me when I say that I am in the Father and the Father is in me, or at least believe on the evidence of the works themselves. Wow. It's like, even if you can't believe what I'm telling you, believe what you've seen with your own eyes. All the miracles. Did Jesus ever claim to be God? Oh, yes. <laughs> over and over. Right here he is, over and over and over again. 12. Very truly, I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works I have been doing, and they will do, watch this, it will do even greater things than these because I am going to the Father. Wow. We're going to do greater works than Jesus did? Man, that's incredible. Yes, I'm highlighting this in this Bible because it's not highlighted, and it needs to be very, it needs to, I mean, how could this verse not be highlighted? In me will do works I've been doing, and they will do even greater things than these because I am going to the Father. Yeah, that, that definitely needs to be highlighted. What are the greater works? The greater works are not in the type of works. The great, the, the greater works are in the quantity. I mean, I don't know that we are, we're ever going to uh, top raising someone from the dead. I mean, Jesus did that in chapter 11. <laughs> but what Jesus is saying is, you know, Jesus was in one place with one group of people in one generation at one time. But through the church and the, and the outpouring of the Holy Spirit through the day of Pentecost, the church will be spread out all over the world. And there'll be hundreds of millions of people touched with the gospel. Hundreds of millions of people touched with the good news and the healing power of Jesus. And I will, and I will do whatever you ask in my name, verse 13, so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. You may ask me for anything in my name, and I will do it. Yeah, we have that confidence of asking anything in his name. But you know, that um, that helps, though, when you're praying, like according, trying to find according to God's will. It's hard to pray for things that are not, um, that may be out of alignment with the will of God if you pray for it in Jesus' name. <laughs> like just saying, Lord Jesus, help me to be a millionaire. That just doesn't even feel right. Lord Jesus, help me to be a good steward of what you've given me. Now that feels right. <laughs> Lord, help me to be grateful. Lord, help me to want more and more. Now that doesn't feel right. Lord, help me to be grateful for what you've given me in Jesus' name. Yeah. You see, when you just put Jesus' name in a prayer, it helps to clarify. Like, really, can you, in a straight face, ask Jesus for that? <laughs> Whatever you ask for in my name, I'll do it. Verse 15, if you love me, keep my commands. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to help you and to be with you forever. Here he is, the Holy Spirit. Here you, The Trinity, right here in, in verses 15, and 15 through 17. So you have Jesus praying to the Father, Father, Son, and he's saying, look, I'm, I'm going to send you the Spirit of truth, verse 17. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, for he lives with you, and he will be in you. Yes, the Holy Spirit. 
He's foreshadowing for he's, he's he's prophesying of the day of Pentecost when the Holy Spirit will not just be with us. He will be in us. Forever. I will not leave you as an orphan. I will come to you before long. The world will not see me anymore, but you will see me because I live. You will also live. On that day, you will realize that I am in the father and you are in me and I am in you. Whoever has my commands and keeps them is the one who loves me. The one who loves me will be loved by the Father, and I too will love them and will show myself to them. Wow. This is all beautiful. It's about that, that intimate connection that the body of Christ has with the with, that the bride has with the groom. The body of Christ has with Jesus. And the bride and Jesus and the Father and the unity among that holy family of the of the redeemed that's held together that's uh um that's um knitted together by the holy spirit by the presence of the holy spirit verse 22 then judas not judas iscariot said but lord why do you intend to show yourself to us and not to the world okay jesus said anyone who loves me will obey my teaching my father will love them and i will come to them and make our home with them. See, it's that bridal language, man. Make our home. Anyone who does not love me will not obey my teaching. These words you hear are not my own. They belong to the Father who sent me. All this I have spoken while still with you. But the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and remind you of everything I have said to you. What does the Holy Spirit do? He points to Jesus. The Holy Spirit never points to himself. The Holy Spirit always points to Jesus. Always points to the teaching, to the revelation, to the person, to the work of Jesus. The Holy Spirit convicts the world of sin, draws us to Jesus, inspires us, teaches us, corrects us, illuminates the words of Jesus in our hearts illuminates the words of scripture so that we understand them so that we we apply them he's an advocate he pleads god he pleads our case he advocates for jesus <laughs> not only does he advocate for us he jesus advocates for us before the father but the holy spirit advocates for jesus in the world convicting the world of sin pointing people to the need for jesus the advocate he advocates for Jesus. Jesus will help. Jesus is your comfort. Jesus is your peace. Jesus is your savior. Jesus is your redeemer. The Holy Spirit pleads the case of Jesus. Verse 27, peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. Man, that's a good word for somebody today. What, what, is God, what did Jesus leave with us? Peace. Peace I leave with you, not as I do not give to you as the world gives. Don't let your hearts be troubled and don't be afraid. Man, you don't have to be afraid today. You've got the presence of the Holy Spirit in your life. You've got the promises of Jesus. You've got the peace of God that transcends all understanding to guard your heart and your mind. So what? We don't, we don't have to be afraid. You do not have to be afraid. Verse 28, you heard me say I'm going away and I'm coming back to you. If you loved me, if you loved me, you would be glad that I'm going to the Father, for the Father is greater than I. I have told you now before it happens, so that when it does happen, you will believe. 
I will not say much more to you, for the prince of this world is coming. He has no hold over me, prince of the world, the enemy. The prince of this world is coming. He has no hold over me, but he comes so that the world may learn that I love the Father and do exactly what the Father has commanded me. Come now, let us leave. Ooh. Prince of darkness is coming. The uh, I'm going to the cross. But um, what the what's what the Prince of Darkness doesn't know is that this will just show the world how much Jesus loves the Father and that He's willing to do what He's been commanded to do for the salvation of the world. Wow, awesome chapter, huh? Man, peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Mm, thanks be to God. All right, you guys, good word today. Let's uh, let's pray. Lord, thank you so much for your holy word. Thank you that you have you give us hope, a hope that is anchored in the truth of Jesus, an anchor that holds, that does not give way. And so, Lord, we never have to lose heart. We go through grief, we go through sadness and sorrow, but we never have to lose heart because we serve you and you make all things good. Lord, I pray that today we might do greater works that we might be a part of that family of God that does greater works, that extends the message of the gospel into our workplaces, into our communities, into our schools today, into our families. May people see the goodness of God through us today. Lord, today we receive your peace. We pick it up. We receive it. We thank you, Lord, that you give us peace, not as the world gives a peace that passes understanding, a peace that can never be taken away, a peace that was given by you, and so the world has no ownership or right to it, so can't take it away. Thank you, Lord. So today we go in strength and bravery and courage. We take up courage and we put away fear. Lord, we thank you for your word. We thank you for your goodness and grace. We pray your blessing upon it. We pray uh, you give us your power and strength today to do your will. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, amen, my friends. Love you guys. Thank you for being a part of this. Thank you for spending some time in God's word today. I hope you have a great Thursday or whenever you're listening to this podcast. I hope it's a fantastic day. I hope you see glimpses of the goodness of God in your life and around you. Have a great day. We'll see you next time. Bye. Thank you for joining us today on Pastor Terry's Bible Study Podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's show. If this episode has been an encouragement to you, please help us by spreading the word about the podcast. You can do that by giving us a thumbs up, subscribing, and sharing it with your friends. You can also find me, Pastor Terry, as well as Bayside Church in Safety Harbor, Florida, on all social media platforms. The church you will find at Bayside Church SH. Again, thank you for being with us today and for sharing this podcast with your friends. Until next time, remember... God's word is true. Everything else is merely commentary. God bless you. We'll see you next time.